0: What is it smelling? Sorry? What does it smell? It smells like smoke. It's
1: awful. It's so awful. My kids are not being able to breathe very well, that's for sure. And they're complaining of headaches and it's just awful. <laughs> just awful.
0: That's the voice of Becca Ignis. She was getting out of her vehicle on the Skeecheson First Nation Reserve, just west of Kamloops, B.C. She's Canadian, she's Jewish, she's a mother of four, she's a grandmother, and she was speaking to me about what it's been like for her family to live where raging wildfires are burning up large parts of the British Columbia interior. The Ignises were forced to evacuate from their community right after Canada Day, when the Sparks Lake fire nearly got the reserve school and has come close to the area right above their house, the government of B.C. declared a state of emergency recently, and scorching temperatures in the upper 30s and 40s have combined with no rain for the last few months to ignite fires that you've probably been hearing about on the news, especially the one in Lytton, B.C. That burned the village to the ground. It killed two people, and Lytton is not too far from where Becca Ignis lives.
1: Not only do we need to go, you know, um, use less, you know, try to try to help with the with the global situation of like global warming and stuff because I believe it has a huge um, impact on rain and I feel like we haven't gotten any rain. We didn't get our rain in April, May or June in order to prevent this from happening this year.
0: I'm Ellen Besner and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily sponsored by Metropia. <laughs> is the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors. Her parents, Mendel and Paula Rubinson, moved out to B.C. from Montreal a half-century ago. They built their own homestead. They raised Becca and her two brothers there. And now they're in their 70s, but they still run a popular organic vegetable farm west of Kamloops. Becca married an Indigenous man and lives on his reserve, Her husband's aunt is believed to be one of the 215 missing Indigenous children whose graves were recently discovered at the Kamloops Residential School in May. Over 100 firefighters are working to try to keep the fire from destroying any buildings on the reserve. Becca is still staying with friends, but she goes back often to check her house, and she uses the health center's kitchen to cook meals for the fire crews. Her two brothers are also on the front lines. One drives a water truck, the other digs fire breaks. Her sisters-in-law and nieces have been ordered to leave. Her mother is staying with the head of Kamloops' Jewish community, but her dad is keeping the farm going. Coming up, you'll hear Becca's story and why she says this fire season is a wake-up call to take climate change seriously. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Here's an update for you on how some of the Jewish athletes on Team Canada are doing in Tokyo. Eli Schenkel of Richmond, B.C. is a fencer. He failed to advance past the first round, though, in the men's individual foil competition. On Monday, he lost to an Italian 15-11. Schenkel will compete in the team competition on Sunday. His fencing teammate, Shal Gordon of Montreal, lost to an Iranian 15-10 on Saturday in individual men's sabre. In tennis, Toronto's Sharon Fitchman did not advance in women's doubles. She and her partner lost to a Brazilian team 7-6, 6-4 on Friday. And in trampoline, Samantha Smith of Vancouver is making her Olympic debut on Friday, so you can watch for that outcome. Our CJN sports podcasters, Mench Warmers, are keeping an eye on all things Olympics, so make sure to follow them for updates. <laughs> It's going to be another sizzling hot few days for the residents of the Kamloops area of BC. Environment Canada is predicting highs of 35 Wednesday, 36 Thursday, the same for Friday and even hotter on Saturday and no rain in sight. Joining me now is Becca Ignis as she prepares to spend another night as a fire evacuee. Uh, what is the situation where you are now?
1: So currently um, we live in the Deadman Valley on the Skeetison Indian Reserve and we are Re- evacuated from our home however um i have been helping cook um for our natural resources department who's helping fight the fire to try to save everyone's homes around here and uh so i'm able to get home to check on things and and stuff however the children are not allowed home so they they have to stay uh out of the valley and um our natural resources department they have been you know um night and day just trying to just trying to battle the fires and make guards and put out hot spots and, and just try and uh, save our, save our Valley.
0: Tell me a bit about what uh, you said you're allowed to go back and forth to your home, but the kids are not allowed. So where are they staying at the moment? You said you had four children.
1: Yeah. So two of the children still live at home. And, uh, but, so right now on evacuation, we have animals. So we have horses and cows and goats and dogs and cats. And so we went to, a, it's about 20 minute drive away to a local ranch. We took our horse trailer, which has a living quarters in it. Like it's like camperized. So it has a, you know, everything we need, a shower, a stove, a fridge, beds, and all that, but it also carries four horses in the back. So um, we are living in that at my friend's ranch near Cache Creek right now.
0: And how long has that, has that been going on? We've been gone since July the 2nd. So
1: almost a month. <laughs>
0: Now, you said the the smoke is bad. Um, It's not just from one fire. It's from sort of you're surrounded by fires. I counted earlier uh, when I looked at the BC Wildfire uh, website, there's like a dozen fires in the whole general area north and south of where you are.
1: We are definitely surrounded by fires. Yes, yes, it is not. It's not. um, It's not easy to breathe when you go outside. It, It really affects like your, your lungs and your throat and I feel myself like hacking like I've been smoking and I don't smoke so it's not really very it's not very healthy to be in the in the uh, outside right now for sure however where we are evacuated it's it's smoky in the mornings where we're staying but in the afternoons and evenings it clears up and we're actually able to ride our horses so it's like one very lucky thing.
0: Okay, now you're not the only person in your immediate family that is being impacted by the season's wildfires. Of course, you've got parents and brothers. Can you give us an update on what's happening with them?
1: OK, so my parents, they live just like they live past our house and it's about a 12 mile, 12 mile drive for us to get to their house. And they have a big organic market garden farm that was the fire came super close. But my dad never left. And my mom left. She's actually staying in town with Heidi. But um. My dad never left. He's he's out there weeding his lettuce and going to the farmer's market. So he's like, no, no, if it gets really close, then I will leave. But in the meantime, he's out there working in his garden and doing his thing. Uh,
0: I was told that your brothers are actually firefighting. Is that the case? And yes. What does that mean? Yes. What are they doing? Yeah.
1: So they are, they are volunteering. Well, my one brother actually works for the band. He drives the water truck. So he's going around. You know putting out hot spots and filling up bladders they have these big bladders along the road with pumps and they have sprinklers on every building in our community it's called a structures unit they 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 keep our structures safe and it's a it's through the ministry that they provide this service uh wherever there's forest fires and they go and they install sprinklers on every your household and they have like these big bladders but they're like big above ground swimming pools because we're in we live in the desert and we don't have a lot of water so anyways, they have a pump, they have like probably about, oh my goodness, probably 60, 70 pumps out there, you know, just ready to go if the fire does come down close. So my my one brother, he would go fill those up or just put out hot spots. And the other one is working like with a shovel or whatever, you know, working on the actual fire line, like helping keep it, keep it back.
0: You've been there how many years where you're living now? You're born, you were born in BC, right? You were born there? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've lived in Dead Man's Creek my whole life. I moved here when I was three months old, so I've lived here for 50 years.
0: What about these forest fires? In all your experiences, is this the worst summer that you've experienced?
1: 2017 was pretty bad. We did get evacuated in 2017 for, I think, 17 days. Uh, We've had this is the worst. For our valley, personally, um, we did get evacuated, but it never came into our valley in 2017. This year, so up I was raised um, farther up the valley. My parents homesteaded about fifty kilometers or forty-six kilometers up the valley. Our old homestead is completely gone. It's all burned. It's 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 no longer. People have lost homes in the valley up farther. Um, yeah. So we're we're lucky so far that our ours is
0: still okay down below. That is so sad. When you did this happen recently? The house was burned. Yeah. Yeah. Just like couple last two
1: weeks ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what is it that you want uh people who are listening to uh, understand about what this experience is be- is like for you now? There's no place like home. <laughs> yeah. And I think
1: um just people need to realize about you know changes in the world just like you know the 3 Rs <laughs> especially reducing and uh I just feel like we've messed up as like as people, as, as a human race, we've kind of messed it up and we kind of got, got to start going that the other way.
0: My heart goes out (laughs) to you and, and uh, I I spent, send you my best wishes and that of all our listeners as well. (laughs) Thanks Ellen. Thanks for being here on the CJN Daily. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Naomi Schwartz of Toronto. She reached out to me to comment on last week's episode about the fascinating work of the Jewish therapeutic clown, Naomi Krasden. And we'll end today's episode with a special treat for you. We have now produced 53 episodes of the CJN Daily since we started in May, with over 74,000 listens. Thank you so much. But you've never actually heard our entire theme song. So here it is, composed by the amazing Dove Beck Levine.